everybody and welcome to Vegan Snack Attack. It's me, John, and I am here with uh, a very special guest of mine and uh, I'm talking with him first of all because it's summertime and it's the perfect time to throw on those shades and I'm so I'm here with uh, Chris from Fetch Eyewear. Uh, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing good, John. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of background about... Uh, why I'm talking to somebody from a glasses shop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Fetch Eyewear is a, a really unique company. We are local here to Portland. Uh, we were started by a local Portland resident. Her name is Ann Sachs. Uh, she is a tile and stone designer, so very well known in the interior design world. Uh, she started Fetch uh, because she wears uh, readers. She wears reading glasses. And... Uh, she was frustrated with the choice between, you know, a cheap $5 drugstore reader and a three to $400 designer frame. There was really nothing in between to, to fill the niche. So she sought to, to fill that gap. Uh, and so she created Fetch. Uh, the idea, the whole idea behind Fetch is, uh, Anna's a huge animal lover and she also started the nonprofit that we support. So a hundred percent of Fetch's profits go to animal care and rescue, uh, via the Pixie Project, which is a local, uh, animal shelter and resource facility. And, uh, Anne also created Pixie Project. So, uh, that's the tie in. So she essentially created Fetch to fund her nonprofit. And a little bit of background for uh, anybody who might have listened to the past few episodes and heard a little bit of a tap, tap, tap in the background when I'm recording at home. Uh, that's my dog, Daisy, <laughs> who I found through the Pixie Project. Uh, so I fully support that organization. They're a really incredible uh, rescue and adoption facility for dogs and cats. Yeah, so Pixie is a, a really great organization. Um, obviously, one of their... Uh, Big focuses is is dog and cat adoption, uh, but beyond that, they do a lot of outreach to the local community. So they offer low cost um, and no cost vet care to folks who can't afford it. Um, I didn't even know that they do. Yeah, That's so amazing. so they uh, they have a staff of vets who donate their time, uh, and they provide everything from you know basic checkups, vaccines, things like that, to uh, major surgeries. Uh, for you know, low-income folks and also for homeless folks who just can't afford proper vet care. That's uh, wow! That's yeah. a whole side of it I didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really cool thing, and it's you know, uh, kind of slowly becoming their focus because you know they really do believe that everyone is entitled to proper vet care, um, regardless of whether or not you can afford it, and you know it allows these people to keep their animals. So this is very much a, a, a big picture type of thing. So these people don't uh, end up surrendering their these animals to animal shelters because they can't care for them anymore. They can get the proper vet care that they need. Um, 
and everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd say so, especially yeah. the uh, the animals. Yeah, I'd say. yeah, absolutely. And so that's basically the the meat of what uh, Fetch is all about is yep. is funding that so that it's actually possible for that to happen. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know the 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 main uh, funding for Fetch comes from Anne and her husband right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is kind of again Anne's big picture. Uh, plan. Uh, she realizes that her and her husband aren't going to be around forever, and they're not going to be able to fund Pixie <laughs> forever. Right. And so they, part of the impetus behind Fetch was to create a sustainable source of income for Pixie. And so, and by the way, Anne would have been speaking with us, but she's a busy lady. She is a she's very busy basically lady. running a little empire <laughs> on her own. And um, if you're looking for quality tiles uh, that are beautiful that's the first thing i noticed when i walked into fetch is the tile floor and it's like damn yeah it's like oh yeah duh yeah yep. <laughs> yep so i mean you know and put that in there for a reason it's uh you know we're kind of tucked away here in a basement space and uh she wanted something with you know she wanted something eye-catching something with a little pizzazz uh something that would draw people into the store and that's certainly what it does <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> And uh, if anybody's listening and being like, this is just all about a Portland thing, there's a website. You can buy stuff through the website. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We, we sell uh, online as well, fetcheyewear.com. Uh, and we also distribute through a nationwide network of retailers. So oh. you can find us uh, nationwide. If you go to our website, we have a list of all of our retailers. Uh, so you can find us uh, nationwide through local boutiques, um, optical shops, uh, etc. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about the the eyewear <laughs> obviously uh that's the the main thing we're talking about yeah um but in a little bit i'm going to talk a little bit more about uh you yeah. and and your background yeah. with the company and everything yeah. but just talking about the eyewear uh where did the designs come from so these are all in-house designs um these are all uh you know fetch branded designs so that's that's one of the first things people ask or you know what 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 kind of brands do you carry or, mm, or what yeah. yeah where do your designs come from um these are all our own so uh these are all in-house designs that come uh i mean these are all unique to fetch basically mm-hmm. so yeah this is this is our own thing <laughs> i'm wearing a pair right now <laughs> they're so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I love mine. And people stop me all the time and ask me where they're from. Yeah. Uh, I was actually at a a family event. It was my, my wife's family is getting together and some of their friends. And I was talking with somebody and uh, Fetch came up. And I was like, actually, this, this, look at my glasses right here. And the person I was talking to was like, oh, my God, I have fetch glasses. And it was just like we it's, connected. It's it's awesome. You know, yeah. to, to especially for me, you know, when you see them out in the wild, so to speak, it's uh, it's it's a really cool thing to see. And, you know, obviously large, loyal client base here in Portland, but, you know, beyond now, too. And so um, it's really great to see people, you know, supporting our cause. And that's that's really what it's about. Do you think that a lot of people come in here because of the uh, the nonprofit aspect of it? Uh, I think that is a large part of it. Um, you know, for our brick and mortar location, anyways, uh, a large part of it also is just that this is a super you know heavily trafficked location, and people uh, are looking for sunglasses or eyewear in particular, and and um, uh, and that draws them in, uh, and then we educate them about our mission. Sure. Um, but yes, I mean, a large part of it, um, so, 
you know, it's it's really nice working for a place like Fetch because you don't have to be a shmarmy salesperson. No, you know, yeah. People come in and they know what they need and they know that it's going to a good place. Not a portion of it, not a, you know, not one for one, but a hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent of our profits are going to towards animal rescue. So, um, so it's really nice if, if it doesn't draw people in, it kind of seals the deal. So to speak. It, yeah, <laughs> it keeps them in a yeah. few minutes longer. At yes, least. exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's the kind of thing that, uh, a lot of people are looking for these days, especially in places like Portland, yep. where you're you're dealing with a lot more people who care about where their the stuff they buy comes from. Yep, and knowing that it's not just not like sweatshop yep. labor yep. or yep. anything yep. like that. Yep, um, or just like going back into the pockets of billionaires. Yep, yep. Uh, this is going to save animals. Yeah, and that's yeah. the coolest. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, we were in contact with the, uh, Newman foundation, which is the oh. philanthropic arm of, of Newman's own, which I'm sure, sure you're familiar with. Um, Newman's own, um, you know, does tons of philanthropy work. And, and, uh, so the Newman foundation is, is kind of that arm of it. Uh, and they, they reached out to us and, um, you know, they wanted to let us know that, you know, we're, we're fetch is part of a pretty elite group. And, and mm-hmm. what they told us was that we're actually one of, uh, and this was some time ago, so this might have changed, but we were one of uh, 12 companies nationwide that have this business model. Oh, really? Yeah. What are some of the other companies that do stuff like this? Um, there's actually another local company uh, oh, yeah? called Ex Novo Brewery, and they're a completely oh. nonprofit brewery. And it's, I think, the first one in the country. What do uh, they fund? Uh, so that they... They actually rotate. I think they do have a you know a handful of charities okay. that that they support, but then they also rotate and support some different ones. But uh, but the, yeah, they are one hundred percent nonprofit. That's spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Um, well, so what's the involvement with uh, with the Newman? Is so, Newman Foundation. Well, so so it's a foundation, yeah. so they actually grant money. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, we haven't gotten that far yet. We're we're still kind of in the early stages of this. Uh-huh. Um, but they reached out to us and let us know that they were kind of interested in what we were doing. And, uh, you know, and that it, it was, again, a, you know, a pretty unique thing and, and uh, that we were on their radar, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So I first became aware of Fetch uh, while I was at Pixie Project. Okay. Uh, meeting my pup, Daisy. And, uh, you know, there was a little display on the wall yep. where you could, you know, buy glasses or whatever. And then I think, uh, it wasn't too long after that you opened your actual brick and mortar. How long has Fetch been around? So Fetch was actually started in 2004. So we've been around for 12 years now. Uh, again, we mainly sold online at the time and then also, uh, through a network of, of retailers. Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't open our our brick and mortar store in Portland, uh, until February. So this is fairly new. So February of of this year of 2016 is when we opened our brick and mortar store. Okay. Yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the, um, the online shop is actually, uh, really cool. Very intuitive. Um, do you get a lot of orders online? We do. And we actually just reinstated, uh, what we call our try at home program. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are used to that by now with like Warby Parker. Yeah, exactly. Which ironically we've, we've heard that we were the inspiration for that because they have a whole try at home program too. Uh And so, uh, 
we, we've heard through the grapevine that we were the inspiration for that program. Oh, so you did. were there first? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we... Um, so Warby is a fairly new company. They they were started in 2010, I think. So oh, so okay. uh, yeah. So we've we've been doing it for quite a bit longer, and um, yeah. So we we had put our try at home program on pause while we were opening the Portland uh, mm-hmm. brick and mortar store, so we could focus our efforts here. Uh, but have since reinstated it, and it's it's going bananas. So <laughs> it, you know, it's uh, and it's funny too because we get local Portland residents who are doing you know using the try at home program. Yeah, it's <laughs> because like, it's, uh, easy, it's easier. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like you live two blocks yeah. away. <laughs> All right, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So. Just a little bit about you personally, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your background like? So it's funny because, you know, working at an eyewear store, I, I had absolutely no background in eyewear. My background is actually animal welfare, ironically. That's perfect. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I've worked for uh, an animal shelter. Um, I ran their volunteer program. Um, and where, where is this? Back in California. Okay. So I've is that, you're come from, from, yeah, from the Bay area. Okay. Um, and so I, I worked for a local animal shelter out in the Bay area. Um, and I helped run the volunteer program out there. Um, and, uh, from there I actually opened my own business in California, um, a dog care business. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So I opened, uh, it was a doggy, it was, so it was kind of a full, a full service dog care facility. So we did uh, doggy daycare, uh, boarding, grooming and training. Okay. Did that for about seven years and, um, it was an amazing experience, but you know, obviously owning your own business, very time consuming. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, my family was just kind of looking for a change and, and kind of that's, that's what brought us to Portland. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. And then, uh, and then happened upon, uh, Anne and fetch through, you know, her connection to animal rescue. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really how I found them. And that's what drew me to them. And that's ultimately what, um, you know, what landed me the, the position was their, their tie into animal welfare. So is it kind of like, Hey, Ann Sachs, I do all this animal stuff. How can I help? And she's like, well, how about eyeglasses? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, so again, you know, I've, I I had no background in this, but you know, quickly learned it. And, and when you're, uh, when you're backed by a cause that you truly believe in, that's, that's, that's really the impetus behind what we do, you know? Sure. And this, all the, all the other stuff that I had to learn that just, you know, that was a means to an end. And so, <laughs> yeah. And in your mind, it's like every person who walks through the door who doesn't walk out yep. having bought a pair of glasses yep. Yep. is another dog that can't have that surgery. Exactly. It's going to save their lives. People, are you listening to me? <laughs> uh, yeah. Buy these glasses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and so it's, again, it lends to, it's, it lends itself to a really great environment because you're not selling, you know, for the purpose of profit, you're selling to, to help an animal in need, mm-hmm. you know? So, and if if you can't answer this question, just yeah, say yeah. I refuse to answer this <laughs> yeah. question. But do you think that there are going to be other um, types of businesses like Fetch uh, that are with in, under the same guys and Sags yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixie Fetch uh, umbrella that open up that would also do the same thing? I don't know. Like uh, uh, it's possible. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, so. Anne's, Anne's big thing is, you know, she, she wants to be able to help animals, not just locally, but nationwide and even worldwide, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, kind of, you know, her, her big picture thing is, you know, 
possibly opening up clinics in other countries or, and you Which know, would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so go, just going back to talking about yourself yeah. a little bit, yeah, if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So how did you really get started? What made you decide to, uh, start working when you were in California in the, uh, the animal world? So, you know, it's funny. I've always been a huge animal nut and, and, um, growing up, you know, it's not like my family, uh, indulged me in this. They did everything uh-huh. they could to, to restrain me. <laughs> um, they got me every kind of, you know, pet imaginable uh, oh, wow. before they would actually get me a dog and, and have my own dog to care for. Um, but I've always been a huge animal lover and, and, um, was always the person in, in my family pushing us to go to the shelter. And my and my mom would take me to the animal shelter just to kind of indulge me. Oh, really? Uh, but my brother was also hugely, hugely allergic to dogs and cats. So oh, was, no. So that was an issue. <laughs> um, was, there, I, was there anything that really sparked your interest when you were a child to, to work with animals? You know, it was, it was just kind of innate. I, I mean, there are pictures of me as a baby, you know, running up to dogs and trying to pet them. And, and you were just drawn to I, them. Yeah, I was just drawn to yeah. them. And it's, it was just one of those things. You know, there was really nothing. Like I said, I didn't come from a family of, I mean, my, my family does love animals, but not, you know, they're, they're not crazy like I am. And so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, you know, um, it's funny because uh, no, I don't think there was any one situation. I think it was for me just innate. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> do, do you miss working in an atmosphere where there are animals all around? Yes and no. I mean, I, I do get a good amount of it here. We do, you know, uh, as much as we can to tie ourselves to Pixie through mm-hmm. adoption events and through, you know, we hosted some, uh, uh, some kittens for adoption here oh, not too cool. long ago. And so I do get my fix, you know, uh, it's nice because it's not as dirty. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I get to dress a little bit nicer. Um, and, um, but still get my animal fixed. So it's, no, it's kind of the perfect balance. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, if, if you could change anything about your situation, would it, would, would you do anything? Would you, uh, well, you have know, like a, a, a resident dog that just kind yeah, of hangs around? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's actually something that we've kind of been pushing really? for, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, the logistics of such are, are are tough, especially, right. you know, being on a busy street, you know, you don't, oh, want, yeah. you don't want to get the, you know, you don't want the animal running out just the door like a and senior, getting out. Just a senior Ex- dog exactly. that's <laughs> just like had it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, we've actually been pushing to try to get a, a, a an office, you know, animal. Oh, uh, that'd be um, fun. But uh, yeah, if I were going to change one thing, it would be, yeah, more animals, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so where do you see this company kind of going from here on? I mean, the company has been around for, I mean, quite a long time already. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, So now that there's the brick and mortar, what's the next step? Um, So, uh, you know, growing our, uh, uh, our nationwide presence um, is going to be critical. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, given the fact that we were able to reinstate our try and home service, that's going to help us hugely uh, Mm -hmm. um, in, in, bring our, our national clientele back into the fold. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe opening up some more brick and mortar stores, um, maybe, um, you know, I mean, helping Pixie expand. I mean, that's ultimately that's, that's the goal, you know, is to, is to make this such a success that, that Pixie is able to do even more than they do currently. So do you know if there are any, uh, other U S markets that are, kind of prime for a, a pixie yeah i mean you know um 
I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously tons of places that could use help with their animal rescue efforts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's always something that, uh, when you're, it's funny because when you're in animal rescue, kind of the mantra is, uh, to put yourself out of business, right? (laughs) You want to be so successful that you're not required anymore. Right. Right. That, um, and, uh, but no, there's there's definitely always a need for it, and and again, not not just on the adoption side of it, but on the resource side of it, on the outreach side of it, uh, you know, that's again the bigger picture thing is is ensuring that these animals never end up in the shelter in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's keeping them in their sure. homes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. I yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, being that this is a uh, vegan podcast i know that some people are like still listening being like all right i get the animal thing but let's talk a little more about i i mean a big reason why we first started talking in the first place is because i mean not just because of the animal outreach but you know your eyewear is all made with vegan materials yeah so our frames are 100 percent vegan um the the base is uh made with what's called a cellulose acetate material. It's a plant-based plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based from cotton, I believe. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so it's a plant-based plastic material. Didn't realize this um, was going to be a science. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cellulose acetate is really nice, not not only because it's you know a vegan material, but um, it's it's really strong, it's really durable, it's really malleable, so, so you, you apply some heat to it and you can bend it or twist it in uh-huh. any way you want. Um, and it allows for a really deep, uh, saturation of colors. So it allows for us to, um, experiment with these really cool colors. And, um, so a lot of benefits to it. Um, and then, you know, all the hardware is stainless steel. Um, and so, yeah, our, our frames are are hundred percent vegan. Yeah. I, I don't know what every other company does, <laughs> but when I was, whenever I'm on the search for new eyewear, whatever it might be. I, something that I run into a lot is like, they might use shellac as mm-hmm. a coating mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, the search ends here at <laughs> yeah. this place. Yeah. Uh, was it a conscious decision to avoid those types of things or is it just kind of a happy accident that it's ending up this way? You know, I, again, I think it was kind of a happy accident. It's, uh, um, um, you know, we, we chose it uh, primarily for, for, again, a lot of its other attributes and mm-hmm. it was, yeah, again, I think just a happy accident that it ended up being totally vegan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I know that you guys probably more pixie than fetch, but do a lot of events or show up at a lot mm-hmm. of events. I go into a lot of shops, all sorts of different types of places. I went into a bike shop yesterday and there was a little <laughs> pixie thing out there and there were, you know, there was yeah. a few bucks stuffed yeah. in yeah. there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, a big part of what you guys do? Um, like, just, you know, going to events or, uh, you know, just like doing more outreach yeah. in communities. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, you know, we do whatever we can to, uh, to get out in the community and, mm-hmm. and spread the word about fetch because, you know, the, the, the brick and mortar location is, you know, obviously fixed to this one location. So we try to, we try to get out as much as we can. And, um, we just did first Thursday in the Pearl and, and oh, cool. we were, we were at a, a shop out there. Um, so we call them trunk shows. So we just, yep. we literally bring our entire collection of frames. We set them up on the table, um, and people can browse and, and, uh, and purchase there and then. So, um, definitely try to get out in the community as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, 
I don't want to say that this is just going to be like a little mini episode. <laughs> We've covered so much ground in a very short amount of time. Yeah. But is there anything that you want uh, the listeners to know about about Fetch or Pixie or just animals in general or yourself or Anne? Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we've we've covered a lot, but I I think, um, you know, it's 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 just a it's a it's a really great thing, and it's really unique in that you know, I mean, it's it's great that there's so many companies that are coming out now that are socially conscious and that mm-hmm. are and that have these models. Um, you know, the one for mo- the, the one for one model is really big, right? You buy yeah. one and then they donate one, which is amazing. I mean, there's so many companies that that uh, that are coming out with this model now and so many different products. Um, and obviously, Tom's was the first one. But there's um, I mean, there's so many to choose from now. So, you know, with a little bit of effort, you can choose products that um, that support a lifestyle of giving back. And, you know, in, in this manner, you don't have to cut a check every month. You don't have to. um you know, go through this robotic process of, of, um, you know, just sending a check in the mail and, and, and that's the end of it. But you can actually, uh, get a product that you need and that you use and that's mm-hmm. valuable to you. Um, and that supports, you know, something that you love, a, a cause that, that, um, that's close to you. So I think that's really awesome. Uh, I can definitely relate. Uh, having a, I mean, my background was in uh, reality television. Uh-huh. I did it for about a decade, and uh, I worked on a few shows that were, you know, pretty decent. Like uh, I did Whale Wars, and that one was kind of like right when I was becoming vegan, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> save the whales. But then I just kind of got uh, pigeonholed somehow into doing shows about hunting and fishing, uh. and I just kind of was really uh, not into doing yeah. that kind of work anymore. Yeah. And then once I moved to Portland and yep. started working with Driftwood, yep. it was kind of like, oh, I actually feel like I'm working towards something much bigger yep. and I'm contributing to my actual beliefs. Yep. And th- I think that if there's anything to be said, if there's anything to learn from our conversation yeah. here is yeah. like, do what makes you uh, happy. Yep. Like find your passion. And yep. there are ways to... I don't know, thrive while uh, helping other people out and to just doing what makes you feel good. Yep. Um, that's all right. Yeah. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> just that's kidding. The, rant no, is never over. That's the kind of rant that I like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's, you know, it's, it, it is, it is amazing. And not only, um, I mean, there's, there's so many aspects in your, in your professional life, in your mm-hmm. personal life, in your, um, you know, I mean, in all aspects of your life, there are ways to support the things, you know, that you love and, and it just takes a little bit of research and a little bit of time, but, um, but it's, it's so easy and it's, you know, and it's so beneficial that you you can't do it any other way once you've, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I I mean, if, if you weren't doing this or any work with animals, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I, was there never, ever another option? (laughs) Um, you know, I've, I've, I've done the whole small business thing and I've, I feel like I've kind of gotten that out of my system. I mean, you know, uh, amazing experience, but I don't know if I'd ever do it again. I I didn't have a family at the time and I have a family now Mm. and, uh, you know, the, the, the time constraints of, of owning your own business are just insane. And so, you know, um, with two young kids that, you know, that made it harder and harder for that to be a feasible solution. So, um, 
So I, I, you know, to be honest, I don't know. I, you know, once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. So who knows? I'm not going to rule that out. Right. (laughs) But, but this, for me, this is a great venue to, um, to kind of fulfill that, you know, to fulfill both sides of it. I mean, to, you know, to to fulfill my, the the entrepreneurial side and to fulfill the, the, um, the need to do some good, you know? And so, um, so this is a great spot for me. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Chris Hoffman, thank you so much for chatting with me. <laughs> I, let's talk a little bit about some social media stuff, where yeah. people should go to find stuff. FetchEyewear.com, first of all. Absolutely, Fetch-eyewear.com. yeah. FetchEyewear.com is our website. Um, and, you know, we're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and it's all just Fetch Eyewear. So, uh, Man, so that's our, that's it's, our handle. It's yeah. great when you get us locked down <laughs> and it's the same across the board. It's so many times it's like, but this one has an underscore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fetch Eyewear everywhere. Check it out. I yeah. mean, I was the type of person I always wore vintage eyeglass yeah. frames. Yeah. Uh, typically the same exact shape, same make or whatever yeah. and just yep. different colors yep. and then it wasn't until i walked in here with my driftwood colleagues <laughs> and they were just like those ones and it's like those are so different but yeah. i yeah it, yeah it's awesome they're so comfortable and yeah. really cool looking yeah you and know, also i mean we haven't talked about this yeah you can walk into regular, like just any old eyeglass place yep. and they're like 500 bucks a pop. Yes. And then they, you still have to fill the prescription yep. Yep. here. Talk, what's the pricing? So, um, so yeah, I mean, you're, you're lucky to get out of an optical shop for less than 500 bucks, you know, yeah. but, but here, um, our prescription frame, um, a frame with a single vision prescription lens is going to start at 125. Yeah. So, you know, uh, not only is it going to a good cause, but, you know, it's very reasonably priced. And, and you saved a dog's life. Exactly. <laughs> or cat. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you can get out of here with several pairs for, yeah. you know, less than you would for one pair at, at another place. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and then you have sunglasses. Yeah. So we offer the gamut of uh, sunglasses, non-prescription sunglasses, and then prescription eyewear, both sunglass and optical frames. Uh, reading glasses, uh, fashion frames, which is actually a big thing now. So people mm-hmm. that don't even wear glasses, they'll come in and, and they'll want what's called a fashion frame. Us glasses wearers, <laughs> aka nerds, are not super cool with that, but whatever, yeah, so. whatever gets people through the door, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I uh, We had a, a gentleman come in, uh, not a glasses wearer, but mm-hmm. he said that uh, he had a, a job interview coming up. Uh, oh. And he had heard that you are... And I, I don't remember the exact percentage, but something like 40% more likely to get the job if you're wearing a pair of glasses. And so he wanted a pair of glasses for that specific purpose wow. was to attend a job interview and increase his chances. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of wild but the applications yeah. that um, that they have. But, yeah, no, it's it's uh, you know, it's become a cool accessory. Now. Well, I've and, always uh, I- said to myself like you the glasses and I've been a glasses wearer for a very long time your glasses are your face clothes yep. you need yep. a few different options yep. not everything is going to go with everything else that you yep. got going on there's different glasses for different occasions your face clothes you got to be smart about yeah, it yeah no it's it's totally an accessory and and you know you should treat it as such it should be fun it should be yeah. wearable it should be something that you enjoy i mean so often people are they hate wearing their glasses you know and it should be something that you enjoy wearing and it's um it's a necessity for so many people that, you know, we're, we're, uh, one of our, uh, you know, goals, uh, at the end of the day is to kind of change the way that people look at eyewear 
uh, the whole eyewear purchasing experience. You know, mm-hmm. you walk into an optician or an optometrist's office and it's a very clinical experience, right? And yeah. um, so we're trying to change that. We're trying to make it more fun and more enjoyable uh, and a place where you can just come in and, and have fun and try on some fun frames. And Oh, and when I came <laughs> here with my Driftwood homies, we had a lot of fun, <laughs> little montage action. Uh, yeah, and... Yeah, so that's I mean that's it's that's great. A, that's a big goal of ours too is is to just change the way that people look at at purchasing eyewear. Yeah, I remember the place mm-hmm. where I got my glasses when I was a kid. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. It's a place called Personal Eyes because they always <laughs> have puns. Uh, you guys don't do that, but they no. usually have puns. Yeah, Personal Eyes. <laughs> yep. And it was all very clinical, yep. and the guy played like smooth jazz, like Dave Cause, <laughs> and. Uh, I, every time I hear anything like it, I'm just like, I feel like I'm in that room again with right. those glass cases. Right. right. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> so done with that. Yeah. I, and things have definitely changed a lot. And I mean, granted that was in suburban New Jersey. This is in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the location's a little different. It calls for a different type of clientele. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a fun experience. And, but yeah, no, we, you know, it's, it's funny because we get a lot of people in your same situation. They were, you know, uh, especially people who have worn glasses for a long time, yeah. they're tied to a certain style or they love vintage glasses or they, you know, um, or they love designer glasses, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you know, again, once, once they hear our mission, you know, they're, they're off and running and that's, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you can't, you can't deny that yeah. it gets yeah. people yeah. in the, the heartstrings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, each pair that you buy, it's going to prevent a dog from having to get uh, all their limbs amputated. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, a hundred dollars, um, can spay or neuter an animal. Um, and, uh, $10 can provide a vaccine for an animal. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot to, yeah. to impact, you know, the life of, of an animal. And there we go. Yeah. That's the thesis of what, we're, what we're talking about. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for talking with yeah, me. Yeah. Thank you, John, Fetch for having Fetch eyewear, acrosstheboard.com, at whatever. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, see you next time. Or hear, listen to me next time. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>